Alrighty, it's episode twenty-three. Nice. Oh. And yes, and Alec Gabarder finally makes it in. Yes, dude. Yes. How are you doing? <laughs> yeah. What's well, good, good, Alec? How are you? It's good, man. It's good. To, uh, good to see you. Yeah. Good to see you too. Uh, good to see you. Yeah. Alec and I have been working on a couple music videos. We made two, and there's one coming out. That's true. Today, when this music, when this video comes out, it'll be out. Hopefully. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about those music videos, Alec? <laughs> Give some context. Uh, yeah, so someone... It's classic Ali-Alec collaboration. Mm-hmm. Okay. So absurdity is to be expected. Mm-hmm. Hijinks are to be expected. Mm-hmm. Um, what so else that... can I say? <laughs> absurdity and hijinks, that's, yeah. So when we collaborate, yeah. everything's just absurdity and hijinks. I see. Yeah, man. All right. <laughs> this, that's what this is also. Yes. I, uh, well, um, I'm the other A now in the uh, A2 since oh. your partner's gone. Whoa, so, whoa, no. A2 with Alec and Ali. Amazing. All right, cool. Yeah. So what's, uh, what's, on, coast, yeah. what's on your mind, Alec? What's on my mind is, of course, yes. what's on everybody's mind. Uh, mm-hmm. I probably have a d- unique perspective on it, but uh, everything mm-hmm. that's going on in the United States, mm-hmm. uh, I think, is the culmination of decades of corrupt policy that's finally being shown the light because people are taking videos and people are sharing on social media and people are really able to broadcast what's happening to people on the streets instead of being filtered by news media. And Mm -hmm. now it's interesting to see what's going to happen from there. What's going to happen from there. Well, all right. It's funny how you said, like, when I asked you, like, yeah, it's what's on everyone's mind. I feel like it's not on a lot of people's minds right now. You know what I mean? Really? I feel like, I, I mean, well, first of all, globally, right, America. <laughs> I mean, everyone knows what's going on in America, but it's like, uh, we're not the first to do what Hong Kong was have been having problems That's with true. before us. That's definitely true, yeah. And then even within the States, I feel like the States is so huge, right, that like maybe mm. like more of like, our areas like more liberal cities you know what i mean we're like more concerned with everything that's happening with police brutality versus like someone in the middle of arizona really could like plug out and not really care and do their own you know what i mean if you're like a rural farmer right what how does this affect you in any way whatsoever what's going on you know yeah that's kind of true <laughs> that is kind yeah. of true mm-hmm. but if you are a rural farmer other issues are affecting you via like, the government like the, uh big farming conglomerates coming in yeah. and taking mm-hmm. land and you know Mon- monsanto and whatever else so yeah. maybe they don't sympathize with these projects specifically but i'm sure they have a bone to pick with the united states government as well yeah <laughs> so everyone has a bone to pick with the united states government i think everybody does i think everybody the, can agree around the world <laughs> everyone on, around on the, the world. one thing yeah the, gov- <laughs> the united states government is shit I think everybody can agree on that, unless mm-hmm. you're an actual member of the United States government. Mm-hmm. So, like, in people, which case, people in the military love the United States government. I'll say, people in the military love it. They think Trump is like the best president. I mean, that's like, you know, what I mean, a lot of people in the military love him because he. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, there was this uh, the admiral on the ship. You remember the coronavirus story? I'm forgetting his name, but mm-hmm. uh, he yeah. was an admiral on a ship who warned his soldiers about the risks of coronavirus in the Navy and uh, he got fired. So, oh, yeah? you know, I'm pretty sure. Oh, whoa, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I can look up his name. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 
so top Navy officer, uh, Navy Captain Brett Crozier was fired in late April mm-hmm. because uh, on the USS Theodore that- Roosevelt, he was warning about a COVID outbreak. And then and Trump was like, eh, yeah, you shouldn't that- have told your soldiers about uh, health and safety. Is that, wait, so that's what, what, how did they justify, like... Firing him? Yeah, uh-huh. What was it? They, Just going, going against orders? Is like, or I don't know. It, Speaking up? I'm looking at the Associated Press article. Mm-hmm. He did speak up, and that's why he was fired, but I'm not sure what yeah, excuse they What excuse, yeah. All right, because it's like, I, um, in the government, you're not allowed to, like, say things, even, I guess, if you're, like, a military officer. Free speech, like, doesn't apply to... No, um, if you're in the army, yeah. What do you mean? <laughs> no, yeah, you, you, <laughs> definitely not. You have to get you have to get orders from up the chain of command, and you can't make announcements without mm-hmm. certain permission. But that, mm-hmm. that's like fair. The administration was not taking the outbreak seriously enough. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the admiral Mike Gilday uh, said that uh, since he spoke on this issue, and. Uh, sent thousands of crew members ashore in Guam Mm -hmm. for quarantine uh, that he was disciplined. Mm -hmm. This was it. He was... was, uh, (laughs) He was disciplined. (laughs) Exactly. He was removed from command. Disciplined. For protecting the safety of his crew. That sounds like something you hear in like the Middle East. It's like, yeah, he was uh, disciplined (laughs) for saying something. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Against the government. Yeah, quote unquote. Yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah. It, it yeah. is interesting how like all these whistleblowers are coming out. I know, it's like um, mm-hmm. with the WikiLeaks and then like also Snowden, right? It is like like we're getting more Chelsea and more about understanding Chelsea Manning, how like the government is like really like up to no good and like you really no, can't speak about it. Not. Yeah, because no. if yeah. you're if you're in the government, right? I mean, you're mm-hmm. the only people who know about what's going on, right? And if you speak about right. it then you're reprimanded. So who's going to speak about it? You know what I mean? It's like, right. that's, uh, that's one of the scary things about what's going on. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. But this has been, this has been generally United States policy for time immemorial. I mean, even during uh, the sixties and seventies, you had the COINTELPRO mm-hmm. program that targeted civil rights leaders, you know, FBI bugging people's phones and sending false letters and threatening people and, mm-hmm. Uh, lying, the Lyndon Johnson administration lying about going into Vietnam and, you know, basically changing numbers on what was happening down there, like in terms of civilian casualties and stuff. So it's not like this is any new Henry Kissinger or Mike Pompeo or anybody. I mean, you work for the United States government. There's got to be a level of deception and Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. dishonesty dishonesty no and it's controlled deception and it's like they kind of want you to know it makes me think about all those ufo videos they just dropped i don't know if you saw any oh of right yeah i did like, yeah yeah so like they just dropped these like ufo videos <laughs> during the middle of the pandemic <laughs> yeah. it's like yeah by the way uh these like ufos we have no idea what these are here's the footage it's official and then kind of makes me think yeah well, but who knows what they Exactly. Why do they Who want knows us what to they really are? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Why do they? And why? Why the timing? Yeah. Who knows? Why do they want us to know about it? Yeah. That's. I mean. Who right. Knows? Indeed. Yeah. So literally, I don't know. That I feel kind of paranoid, dude. Like not like paranoid, but I feel like any news outlet I see, or any mm-hmm. like 
information I see online now, I really cannot believe, you know, I mean, that's how I feel it it is. Cause also like, I mean, if you watch the news, right, you like watch something on CNN and then you watch the same thing on Fox. Right. And they're like Mm -hmm. complete opposite, like little little opposite. Like they take the same statistics and present Mm -hmm. like opposite arguments with them. Yeah. I mean, neither, uh, neither party is interested in truth, only their own interpretation. Well, we're interested interested (laughs) in forwarding our own worldview and we're interested in molding the facts to fit our, our predetermined idea of what society is and Mm -hmm. how we should be behaving. Mm -hmm. So instead of letting the evidence take us to a natural conclusion, we've arrived at our conclusion first and are, you know, retroactively applying facts to it. It's intellectually responsible but i mean isn't that how humans just work i don't know i don't know dude i feel like this is so new dude just the amount of brainwashing that happens because i feel like i mean like 10 years ago i mean the whole social media thing right that's how people are getting mm-hmm. a lot of their information and like this propaganda brainwashing is happening at yeah. a very large scale like every 10 minutes you're getting like yes. a hit you know what I mean? It's either from whatever you're getting it from. But it's from like, either, yeah, from either these biased news media sources or from fucking Russian bots. Mm-hmm. You're Russian, dude, but Russian, <laughs> I mean, but yeah, actually, no, it's real, actually, yeah. though. Yeah. I, you know what I mean? Of course. Yes, yeah. dude. It's yes. like, I mean, yeah. people, I, please, if you're, <laughs> if you're, if you're seeing <laughs> yeah. like, like uh, someone trolling on like social media, don't fall for the bait, please. Don't like <laughs> go and attack them. I mean, if you want to argue your point, feel free to do whatever you want. But like, there are people out there, Russians and Chinese also. I feel like there is a lot more influence with what's happening nowadays from these international factors. Um, then like we, we can think, I wouldn't be surprised if like China, this is like a, you know, part of the ploy from China to like disrupt America. Um, what is? Um, just like tensions. And then just like with everything right now with like, I mean, the whole civil rights movement, right? Just like, Troll bots and troll bots. I can imagine like us, you know, like thousands of Chinese trolls <laughs> just like on Facebook or Instagram, just like just reacting and trolling shit. and yeah, racist. And it's not unlikely. Yeah. It's very, yeah. You know what I mean? And like really doesn't yeah. manipulate on both, on, you know. Yeah. They're trying to manipulate the conversation. Definitely. Because, mm-hmm. you know, they yeah. want to reduce American influence, which is predominantly negative anyway. I mean, you're from the Middle East. You understand. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, I don't, um, what's your take on American influence? Yeah, I think America's always, I mean, since I was a kid, America's always been like the, the gold mine, the place you want to go to because it, it represented freedom, like an opportunity, Mm -hmm. like in nowhere else. And I think it still holds true that, I mean, for like, um, you know what I mean? If you're in the United States, it's difficult for a lot of people to climb up based on like where they are, like socially, economic or whatever, but it's possible. Versus right. like, and, if you're like yeah. in the Middle East and like, or if you're in India and you're like one of the lower class, you know what I mean, serfs. And then mm-hmm. literally, literally, you can't even like go to the doctor because they won't let you in because you're not of the, the class that's allowed to do that. Right. So I feel like that's like, sure. you're not, if you're an untouchable. Right. Yeah. So yeah. No, the, like, the, yeah. Still, America is definitely way ahead than most other countries in like um, freedom of opportunity and freedom of speech. And I feel like maybe it's kind of like regressing a little bit now with just like uh, the amount of surveillance, the Patriots Act that came in 
And then mm-hmm. just like with free speech, I feel like my friend from Lebanon was saying the other day how like, if you like speak against the wrong group on like the wrong page, that could like get you in big trouble in your community. You know what I mean? And that sounds like mm-hmm. something that like straight out from like a Middle Eastern textbook. Like if you talk, right. they like just right. something about it, you get yeah. canceled. Yeah, I yeah. think it's true that there are, we are afforded more opportunities in the United mm-hmm. States just based on our, uh, our, our economic situation as compared with a lot of other countries. But I think it is, there's a little bit of propaganda related to upward mobility because mm-hmm. by and large, upward mobility in the United States hasn't increased in about 40 years since uh, the Reagan administration. Real, rate, uh, real wages haven't risen at all across every industry. Um, and everything's so gotten more work, expensive. Mm-hmm. For working class Americans, things have by and large gotten worse. And, uh, you know, unfortunately with uh, African Americans, it seems like things have just been stagnant for God knows how long. I mean, what real advancements have been made in the realm of civil rights since the 1960s? I can't think of anything that's really, you know, advanced the African American community. Mm-hmm. in this country so i mean, I, mean I, would really... say, I would i would i mean like you can say like say that but i'd also say like a lot of black like art and like culture is like on the forefront of american culture now as opposed to like you know what i mean like 40 years ago you can be a black actor in a, or not 40 years ago but like 80 years ago right you'd be like a white right. actor wearing blackface right like that's the and now you have like movie stars like denzel washington like you know who's making big bucks um, yes, I think in the I think in the upper classes, I think in areas like entertainment and sports and uh, like where there is a lot of commerce and there is a lot of concentrated wealth. Mm-hmm. Yes, there definitely are more black faces and more there's more black influence, and that's a good thing, definitely. Mm-hmm. But for the average American, I guess everybody's been stagnant. Yeah. So everyone's been stagnant. That's like that's like eighty percent mm-hmm. of us. <laughs> yes. So, but, but all know. of us. Yeah, dude. But yeah, but it yeah. is like yeah. A lot of people. Damn. I mean. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah, dude. Mm-hmm. The concentration of wealth uh, in fewer, fewer hands is just getting worse and worse every mm-hmm. year. I mean, Jeff Bezos is now going to be, what, a trillionaire? He's going to be a trillionaire. World's yeah, dude. first trillionaire. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and uh, like half his workers are on government assistance. So <laughs> yeah. what, what the fuck are we doing? Yeah. No, uh, yeah, no. Indeed. What, what, are we, what are we doing? I don't get yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> I no, really don't get what our... Yeah. What's the goal here? Yeah, what are we trying to? Yeah. I mean, right. You know, someone would say like Jeff Bezos really did he created an Amazon, right? And that really did change right. our lives, right. right? But like maybe he doesn't deserve like all that. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. maybe put a cap somewhere. Yeah, and like share it because yeah, people need people need uh, people need money. I mean, especially in like times like this. It's funny how like the mm-hmm. stock like the stock market is like back to normal. But you still have like 40 million people on unemployed, you know. Unemployed. Well, how many people, what percentage of the United States is investing in the stock market? I'm not sure. Not, not even. Know. Yeah. Like, yeah, look, at I don't know. Yeah. It's like not even like, like the smallest percentile. But for them, they're doing very good. For them, it's looking yeah, great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, either, yes. what percentage of Americans own stock? I feel like it's more now, like people have one stock 
with like like apps and stuff like make it made it right but pe the people that have a sizable amount like a sizable of yeah mm -hmm. that's different no that's different access. like where it's like really like affected you know what i mean like right a lot of people right, right now are making a lot of money because apparently half of americans a little more than half yeah have a stock. stock but yeah a lot of jobs you get right. the jobs and like they give you a stock you know what i mean or they give right. you like a 401k so that kind of counts right into like right yeah but do you own like a thousand shares of apple or <laughs> yeah like if you do that you're doing very well right now because like everything like is just skyrocketing every because everything dipped and then people bought and now everything's skyrocketing because it's back to normal so yeah some people are making a quick buck a lot of people are not right <laughs> yep mm -hmm. no most people are not no mm -hmm. yeah dude and oh, then well. um mm -hmm. and then as far as just uh you know, people who are severely disenfranchised, you know, you, we see how COVID has affected the black community in particular mm -hmm. with like a third of all COVID deaths, even though they're representing 13% of the population. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's like a painful admixture of neglect and then abuse from the police. And then, you know, yeah, uh, we dying. see that that five black men have just been found hanging from trees. So what the mm -hmm. fuck is happening with that? What I the mean, fuck is happening with that? We'll find out soon enough what's happening with that. Will we? Will we? Will we find I out? Mean, I don't know, dude. I mean, I don't. People are outraged, dude. I feel like people. People are outraged. People but, want answers. Uh, people want answers, dude. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, you you saw the autopsy report from George Floyd. From there were two different autopsies reports. <laughs> what uh, was the one that? Day. Mm -hmm. what did it there was say? one from the state, one came from the state, and one came from a uh, private mortuary. Mm -hmm. And the state autopsy claimed that George Floyd didn't die from asphyxiation, that he died from underlying health conditions like a heart condition and um, something else, not having to do with chest compression and neck yeah. compression. And they did the private one. Mm -hmm. And then they said, no, this guy was. <laughs> yeah, like you can see. So, it. <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, right. Yeah, like maybe he had. I mean, I heard. We're trusting the state, though. We're trusting the state when they say this is suicide. Mm -hmm. We're trusting mm -hmm. them. No, I mean, no, but people the aren't. Guy, I feel like, mm -hmm. The guy who fucking did the George Floyd autopsy apparently did also the uh, autopsy on Jeffrey Epstein. And then Jeffrey is that Epstein's. True? I think so. Ah, that's hilarious. If true, that is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> you know, what? I, will, I will fact check this. Let's fact check. Fact let's check. let's fact check it yeah. live. Cause yeah, cause it's it, it is funny how like you can like fake medical reports on such a large scale for such like you know high profile convicts. Right. Yeah, right. Jeff Epstein. Um, he killed him. <laughs> he killed himself. That, and we still don't have answers for that, dude. I mean, that's like a huge controversy, and we still don't have. Any um, answers on that situation? Oh, well. Yeah. Yeah. So the autopsy report from Hennepin County Medical Examiner said that their conclusion was due to heart failure. And that differs from the independent examiner hired by the Floyd family. And they reported the death as asphyxiation and uh, sustained pressure. Mm -hmm. And that's this is from NPR. Um, uh, Let's see, I'm trying to differentiate which doctor was private and which doctor was uh, the government. Yeah. Was the government guy. But either way. Yeah, they're faking information. That's it. That's it. You can't really. 
Mm -hmm. That is kind of true, yeah. But yes. I'm, I'm, I want to know if it's the same guy. No, yeah, it would be funny if it was the same guy. Yes, but because it is. I know that this mm -hmm. this one um, this one post mortem doctor had been doing autopsies on all these high profile cases. Mm -hmm. um. Yeah, the autopsy report. They were like, yeah, he just, uh, and I remember that with Eric Gardner, the same, the exact same thing happened, if I remember correctly. And they were like, he got- All right, this, this has been fact-checked. This has been fact-checked. So mm -hmm. this is this is incorrect. The same oh. doctor not, did okay. not do Jeffrey Epstein in Toronto. Okay, clearing that up. Fact-check. Yeah, fact-check. No. Yeah. That That's good. We cleared that out. Yeah. But okay. it's not like it's, I mean, it's, you know. Yes, definitely. Uh, yes, everyone's faking it. Uh, <laughs> um, right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Fake it till you make it, dude. Is what they is what they say. And they fake it. <laughs> but the point is, the point is, they were both they were both state autopsies that claimed one result, suicide. And then even Jeffrey Epstein's brother had an independent autopsy conducted, and that was concluded to be murder. So yes. It's mm -hmm. we can't yeah. trust whatever is coming out. Mm -hmm. Generally. Generally, yes. So yeah. So we'll see what what happens in the next. I mean, but people are. People are aware that they're getting fed lies mm -hmm. by the government now. Is the difference, you know what I mean? Right. So yeah, like, yeah. Exactly. So, like, so that's my question. More what now? Mm -hmm. So what now? What? So what now, Alec? What do you think? <laughs> With all this what going now? on, well, yeah. What is the solution to all this, Alec? If you if you had a magic wand and you can like, um, if I had a magic wand, I mean, yeah. these problems wouldn't even exist, right? There wouldn't be a need for a comprehensive solution plan because we'd already have. What a lack of issues. what is the solution? So what is so what is the yeah? So what is the solution? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I am not gonna claim to know something. Yeah, the answers. Have any magic bullet? My my personal view is that I mean, if you look up the history, the detailed history of the United States government, that it's been steeped in falsehood and in a lot of cases murder. And of course, if you go back even further, you find genocide and slavery and whatever else, and you find these facts obfuscated and propagandized uh, to the point where we can't even recognize our own history as history. Mm -hmm. I mean, we celebrate, I mean, we, there's something kind of perverted about us celebrating Thanksgiving as like a peace offering between us and Native Americans when we fucking genocided them in this country. Like almost as soon as we came here. So it, every, every, our whole paradigm in this country is, is sort of falsely constructed. Mm -hmm. uh, I think we need to have, I think before anything major would happen, and I, and I know that I like to advocate for major comprehensive reform, but I think that could happen. We need a sh uh, shift in consciousness. Where education, we understand, I think. Mm -hmm. Right. Yes, and if like we education. Shift in consciousness to understand yeah what our history really is mm -hmm. not just what you were taught in middle school and high school but like what actually happened not mm -hmm. just learning about the whitewashed history of the country where you know uh the founding fathers were uh chivalrous heroes and george washington uh, <laughs> yeah was a fucking freedom fighter i mean <laughs> these guys owned slaves these guys these guys were the venture capitalists of their time i mean they were the jeff bezos and mark zuckerbergs of colonial America and they decided that their their assets were being 
threatened by the British government and they got together and were able to finance a revolution with some help from the French government because, you know, they, they were the British rivals and they wanted to undermine the British wherever they could. But the idea that this was some kind of like uh, outgrowth of this outgrowth of like humanitarianism that they thought that this was, this was a step forward for uh, gaining human rights for all people is a lie because they only wanted to guarantee rights for themselves mm-hmm. as landowning white men. I mean, they were the only people who could vote when the constitution was originally codified. Mm-hmm. So they had no interest in universal suffrage. They had no interest in human rights. I mean, some of them did. They did. Obviously. I mean, the first lines are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, right? Isn't that like that? And that's Thomas Jefferson, who oh, was, was <laughs> a massive hypocrite. He was right? a massive hypocrite. Mean, uh-huh. And, well, I first want to say people like John Adams and people like Ben Franklin, yes, actually did advocate against slavery and were honest, true abolitionists, but people like James Madison would block any attempt to actually have meaningful discussion about this. And they basically forced uh, the North into uh, compromising uh, on slavery, mm-hmm. which affects everyone to this day, day. every American to this day. To this day. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the point of uh, Thomas Jefferson, People will say, oh, he was from a different time. He was from a different era. Yes, he owned slaves, but he inherited those slaves. He wrote excoriating essays against the slave trade. He called slavery an abomination. He called the practice like one of the most barbaric practices that humanity has ever invented. So he recognized the ethical uh, injuries that slavery was causing, but he himself never wanted to relinquish his position as a slave master he never uh freed his slaves and you know obviously he had relationships with his slaves he had uh children with his slaves and he was a a massive hypocrite he couldn't live without the convenience of Mm -hmm. people being under his servitude you know serving Mm -hmm. him Mm -hmm in bondage so i feel like yeah but at that time where there's i mean i don't know but were there such thing as like free african-americans i feel like if he just said them free wouldn't they just end up all right so Uh, yeah you had to you had to free african-americans um Mm -hmm. well aren't they safer in his care is what i'm trying to say in that time weren't they safer like I don't know if that's maybe like, in the south. Maybe incorrect. in the south, but he, yeah. you know, they could have they could have gone north. Ben, I know Ben Franklin at one point had slaves and freed mm. them and freed like them in the okay. 1750s. Okay, so you could yeah. so he could have done it as yeah. He could have done yes. Mm-hmm. There, there was a free, not a whole society in and of itself, but there were free African Americans. Mm-hmm. Okay, definitely. Okay, I know that. Yeah, back then. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so yeah. Um, life, liberty, and the pursuit and happiness, pursuit of happiness. Yeah, if only we could, you know, actually pursue those ideals in an honest manner. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like when, um, with everything that had just happened right now, with the whole, you know, black people getting killed by cops, I feel like that's just directly against life, right? The first, the first word, yes. <laughs> and liberty and the pursuit of happiness, right? If you can't live, if right. you're getting shot, then that's like against your basic right. rights as like an American, right? So I feel like that's a justification for, um, you know, like people like actually speaking out against, I feel like 
you know, like a lot of people are criticizing these movement, movements, um, forget that there are people who are actually afraid of their lives and are dying all the time. Yeah. That's true. That's mm-hmm. true. And I'm not sure if people are uh, ignorant on the side that's arguing against demonstrations and arguing against uh, collaborative action. I'm not sure if it's if it's out of lack of historical knowledge or if it's due to real deep-seated racism. Because I think on the alt-right, I think they are aware of this history. You know, you uh, you look up people. Uh, you were at BU, mm-hmm. so you remember Nick Fuentes, mm-hmm. like kids like that who are actually like leading alt-right movements. But he's like alt-right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But they are educated people. Mm-hmm. They do understand. They the know. They understand it. Mm-hmm. But they just support it. They don't They're care. Just yeah. They don't care. They're right. a fan of it. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Because there there has to be like white some like supremacy. I think it's like class supremacy when it comes to like someone like Nick Fuentes. Like he thinks he's smarter than you know just using big words. I feel like a lot of conservatives, conservatives that are like maybe. Um, I can see how like someone can be upset with everything that's going on in terms of like the looting, the breaking of stores, the destruction of property, right? If I was like a small business owner and like mm-hmm. someone came and destroyed my, my store and like, you know, took a whatever, my sandwich store took my sandwiches, right? I'll feel very, I'd feel very upset about that. Um, and maybe that's why some of the, the backlash is coming towards, um, that's what, that's what I'm worried about, like, the, the whole, like, some of the violence that's happening. Like, the destruction of mm-hmm. statues, right? I feel mm-hmm. like, just show that to a conservative, and they're like, no, we want no part of this. Let's go, and let's not even, yeah, and, and that, I feel like stuff like that will take people from, mm, Trump is kind of bad, maybe we should vote for Biden to, oh, now we need to definitely vote for Trump, because look at, mm-hmm. like, you know, these extreme leftists destroying our country. Yeah, but how long? I mean, we, we, we've tried to negotiate that. You know what I mean? It, it feels like every debate is stopped. It, mm-hmm. you know, ends with a let's agree to disagree. And <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. it pauses in a place that is inherently uh, racist and, you know, promotes white supremacy. I mean, basically agreeing to disagree while you have these statues up of Confederate leaders and... Mm-hmm of you know in britain slave traders and whoever else Mm -hmm. you're stopping where white supremacists have the advantage and they're Mm -hmm. getting what they want so it's really a compromise it's just like they want people on the left to acquiesce and say hey we have to accept uh, these symbols of white supremacy in our cities and in our neighborhoods yeah and see that as acceptable so and on the point of looting i definitely do sympathize with with uh family-owned businesses and i know i've seen a lot of videos where uh a lot of activists were crying out against that saying this is ridiculous why are we you know destroying our own communities but in places you know multinational corporations like target yeah or like starbucks or places like that i'm sorry i don't have much sympathy no i mean i yeah i can like kind of agree with that i mean people work there and people have jobs there but i mean it's it's very different than destroying like a family-owned mm-hmm. business. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. That are already hurting because of COVID, right? Definitely. And then now it's just like, and then a lot of people well, are here. These, mm-hmm. Yeah. These companies are reliant on government assistance. These companies are basically taking money from taxpayers to 
uh, underpay their employees and to basically, you know, work off the subsistence of the average American and take what they need to run their lives, whatever the Walton family or whichever CEO we're talking about, depending on the company. But, mm -hmm. uh, you know, there's no way that they get this annual salary of how many <laughs> hundreds of millions of dollars without mm -hmm. screwing somebody over in the process. So mm -hmm. if they're screwed over themselves with a little bit of looting, I can't be sympathetic toward them. Maybe toward the employees yourself, mm -hmm. like you said, yeah, because now they might not have a clear source of income, but I don't know. It's hard. It's very, well, I'm very talking difficult. more so. Because like, how, mm -hmm. how do you hurt those people who are unfairly hoarding and siphoning wealth from mm -hmm. all of American society? How do you attack them without attacking vulnerable people like with, without vulnerable people being victims um, themselves i mean boycotting i say would be like right. a way about it other than like you know smash and target you could boycott them but i feel like that's not as easy to like organize and do or as effective no. or direct you know what i mean as like smashing a sword yeah right. but i'm just worried because like that's what conservatives see dude you know what i mean if you want to like support like uh you know whatever the democratic nominee because you want trump out because you know He's not the greatest, especially in the time right now. Um, Understatement. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, no, that's, no, no, that's, no, that's, no. But you know what I'm trying to say? It's like, if you're a conservative, right, you'd like, well, I, I really don't know, you know what I mean, on the other side, what's going to happen. And I'm worried that come election time, um, a bunch of these, just like what happened last time, a bunch of these people that are like, just, I mean, depends on how things escalate nowadays, but a bunch of people that are fed up will just vote Trump and then Trump will win again. And if Trump wins again, what happens, Alec? <laughs> what will happen to you, Alec, if Trump wins again, dude? If Trump wins again, uh, I don't mm -hmm. know. I don't know. It depends, on the, depends on the timbre of the country. I that mean, I don't true. know. That's, that's, that's been my... You don't know. Yeah. The question is how, how much are we willing to take? How, how long is this going to go on for? Mm -hmm. I mean, how, how much abuse is the average American willing to embody? I mean because it affects people's lives directly every day. You know, how much student debt, how much, how many mass shootings? We have more than one mass shooting yes. per day mm -hmm. in the United States. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, with wage depression, I mean, mm -hmm. with, you know, environmental policies destroying the fucking climate of the planet. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, I mean, even life expect expectancy is going down because, like, people are dying exactly. of suicide and drug overdoses, you know, in young right. ages Right, opioid now. crisis. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. the list goes on and on and on and on. Education, mm -hmm. the quality of education is incredibly poor as compared with uh, the United States in the 1950s and 60s was the number one educated country in the world. And now it's, like, 30-something or 20-something. Mm -hmm. So it's, I mean, we have not advance our society in very 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 long uh the reasons for which are because of uh mm -hmm. corporate lobbying and, and basically corporate interests taking over the entire political spectrum the entire political field everything is lobbied everything is pressurized by corporate influences i don't think there are i mean how many politicians <laughs> yes sponsors, how many can we can we count mm -hmm. maybe on our hands? Maybe, mm -hmm. you know, maybe Bernie Sanders, maybe AOC. Who else? Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yes, dude. 
Oh, man. You know what Jordan Peterson would say about all this? He'd say, uh, um, uh, before you want to change the world, you got to uh, change yourself. And then... Yeah, people are... Mm-hmm. I feel like these, like these are, are things are way too broad and complicated for us to right. solve ourselves, right? Ourself, exactly. It can't be an individual initiative because, I mean, and also our lives are formed by the environments we're born into. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like a human being only has the perspective of the society that he's born into until he branches outside of that. Mm-hmm. Not too many people do branch and do check like another perspective or whatever. People are like stuck in whatever sure. back loop they're in for like, you know what I mean? People don't like sure. actively try to like look at things, not even like, you know, from an, the other side's perspective, but not even like from a global perspective, you know what I mean? And just that mm-hmm. people are so inside. And I feel like, you know, um, I don't know, dude. Yeah, it's, in, uh, it's an inter- interesting time we live in. I'm still locked inside here because of COVID. Right. We'll see when I can go back. (laughs) Is nothing open or are things opening up slowly in New Jersey? Uh, There are things that are open for like drive-through and like pickup and stuff like that. But, you know, it's not like a free society at this point. Mm -hmm. Not like a free society. It's uh, pretty much. Mm -hmm. Well, I hope we get back to I hope, we, I hope COVID is, is able to dissipate because I don't think we should open prematurely. Mm-hmm. Apparently, where places are opening prematurely, we're having spikes in, in COVID. So, you know, it's like, the, it's like the perfect storm right now. You have basically an uproar uh, and a well overdue reaction to the brutalization of black people and black mm-hmm. communities with the death of George Floyd and protests related to it. Then we have the economy that's been virtually shut down because of coronavirus. And then you have coronavirus itself mm-hmm. with the amount of people that are being hospitalized and dying from that. So it's like, yeah. And we have the most inept leadership. <laughs> yes. True. And a time like this, like you really yeah, basically you like, need someone to like narcissist and a nihilist mm-hmm. in office. Yeah, unfortunately. And yeah. I have to disagree with people when people say that Trump Trump is a fascist. I don't think he has any sort of uh, unified ideological I, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't no. think he's that smart. He, he's just like going. No. He just, whatever he thinks, he does. That's it. He's like, whatever's best for me and whatever's going to bolster my own image and whatever's going to uh, help rally the core uh, Trump constituency is what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. So whether it's with Confederate flags or whether it's with covid policy he's going to do whatever it takes to uh bolster his own power and to keep himself in a position of uh, authority even though it's just posturing mm-hmm. you know it is just like his administration is 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 by and large criminally ineffective mm-hmm. ineffective i mean they have passed no reforms that he has promised i mean he couldn't yeah. even yeah. Obamacare when he had both houses. Yes, because it makes no sense to do it. Yeah, exactly. Because he had no better ideas. He has no better ideas. He has no ideas of his own. I, I feel like when he first came out, some people were like, well, maybe he has some like new, fresh ideas, right? And then he just had nothing. Really, it just came that he was just... Well, people thought he was, you know, this going to be this populist leader who's going to 
usher in this age of right-wing populism and give the the working white man what he feels is best for him but you know even with these lgbt protections that he tried to backroll i mean that was struck down by the court his muslim ban he tried to impose was struck down by the court i mean everything he tries to do is either illegal or <laughs> yes ineffectual like mm-hmm. you can't you can't fucking do anything which i guess is good when you're trying to actively undo uh, positive social change in the country. Mm-hmm. It's good that he's ineffective, but it's horrible that he's, uh, that he's ineffective when we have these... When we uh, need someone to do... Occurring disasters, and we mm-hmm. need somebody to help Something. deal with this fucking yeah. shit show we're living under. Yes, dude. Yes, dude. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> uh, next election season's coming through. We'll see how this, we'll see how this goes. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I mean, Joe Biden's not exactly the most inspiring counterpart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Donald Trump, I mean, he's, he I've, doesn't exactly scream, I am the antidote. Yes, to Donald Trump. And, like, I feel like Donald Trump, I, f- um, I feel like he gets kind of some sympathy from the alt-right. I feel like part of his, the whole fake news thing that he, diagno- uh, he like, his, he coined, right? Yeah. It's like, we now see that it's kind of real, right? That, like, people sure, do spend. Yeah, sure, sure right. right? Of course, he says a lot of bad things, right? But, but he's the primary spend. purveyor of that. Mm-hmm. No, and yes, and he's, he's, and he's also part, exactly. but he's so also part of it. Yeah, and it is hilarious, right? He fucking makes and profligates fucking fake news, and yeah. I think yeah. there was an old there was an old quote by Goebbels not to not to invoke Godwin's law and to mention the Nazis, but he was like, <laughs> give. He's like, you have to pepper big lies with little truths. And that's how people will be able to swallow it. So, yeah, Trump does point out that there is fake news. Mm-hmm. And there is a big problem with the American people not being able to rely on our news media. But also, he is probably the primary creator and proliferator of, you know, especially far-right, Breitbart, mm-hmm. Fox News, all these mm-hmm. websites that, are, that have really no internal fact-checking engine. So, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. they're, they're just completely hyper-partisan, shamelessly hyper-partisan. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so Donald Trump is able to pass that off as the real news because fake news does exist, does exist, but he's the... He's part of, you know, he's part of it. Beneficiary of it. He's, he's the greatest yes, beneficiary. beneficiary. Well, he is the beneficiary of it, definitely. I mean, his whole, <laughs> yeah, his whole show came after it, dude. And then, yeah, people still covering him. I feel like if he wasn't as popular as he is, he wouldn't get voted in. It's just that when that whole election season happened last time, just people covering him and highlighting him versus like Joe Biden right now. I haven't heard a single word from him. I haven't seen a single video from him, any coverage whatsoever. You know what I mean? It's like, I feel like he's not even, I don't know if he's like even alive or not, or if he's healthy or not. You know what I'm trying to say? It's like, yeah, at, the amount, at the amount of point, screen time. Mm-hmm. He really He's gotten is, is really disproportionate to the amount of screen time Trump gets. I mean, Trump is the provocateur at mm-hmm. his core. Mm-hmm. He's able to garner a vast amount of media attention just with his tweets alone. Mm-hmm. I mean, this guy knows how to fucking he push knows. people's buttons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he doesn't know how to govern. Govern. He knows, yeah, how to make a show. But he knows how to fucking <laughs> yeah. get people to pay attention to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. We'll see. Them. Yeah. Is it time for a third party? Joe Jorgensen? 
Is it? Is it? No. Who would be a feasible third-party candidate if if Bernie uh, if Bernie decided to unsuspend this campaign? You know, that would add in uh, real third interest, but I don't think he would want to undermine Joe Biden's campaign. He probably sees it as incredibly important to remove Trump from office. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so that's that. I don't, I don't see there being a real, I mean, what, Jill Stein got how many votes in 2016? Like between zero and one? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, a couple thousand. Hey, man. <laughs> Maybe. Hey. Maybe. hey. <laughs> no, I know what you mean. I don't know. But I feel like it's not, you can't change anything until the two-party system changes because it's like, they're not even two right. parties. They're just right. one party, corporate America. And then they split us into two, but we're just the one working class Americans. We're all just the same, kind of. And right. we're going against, right. yeah, the ones. So it is just- That, like is, that, is, that, that is the problem with electoral politics when everybody's just like, just vote, just vote. Well, people have been just voting. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many, I mean, just common sense reformations how many have we had mm-hmm. in the past 50 years you know so just voting isn't isn't going to be enough what the next step is what our what our actions are going to be to resolve these systemic issues that's the question i think we should be having conversations about that mm-hmm. what are our options and that's why i bring things up like hey maybe the country as a unified entity has run its course maybe it's mm-hmm. time to actually start thinking about uh splitting ourselves up into different factions and and allowing ourselves to self-govern instead of trying to overcome this hyper-polarized dichotomy that's never going to allow us to reap real change on either side either side i mean i can be sympathetic as well toward mm-hmm. conservatives who want their vision of America, which is total free market and non-government uh, intrusion and uh, ability to pray in schools and to bring mm-hmm. guns wherever they want to. And they feel like it's, it's a real imposition on their liberty for people on the other side to insist on mm-hmm. that not being allowed. Mm-hmm. And my question is, if we have such divergent values on a basic level, not just in who we vote for, but how we imagine the future of this country and how we imagine what the values of this country should be. Why isn't it in our best interest to go our separate ways? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that's, a, that's an interesting take on it. I just also, I feel like we're more unified than um, we can think. Yes, we're hyper-polarized, right in this two-party system kind of way but i do think it really is it all comes down to like working class people who just want jobs right now in this time of you know what i mean mm-hmm. like 40 million people lost that's like 40 percent from what i read 40 percent of it's the like united states 20 percent sure that is like historic right that doesn't like um that's never happened First, uh, economic clients and then how many of those jobs are going to come back not too many right. mm-hmm and then right, what job are going to be automated as well? Yeah. yeah. It's like automated. I was just like thinking of, I don't know if you saw that. The, speaking of separate countries, I don't know if you heard of Chaz in Seattle. Did you hear about this? Like an independent I did hear country. About I, I, just like a bunch of, uh, yeah, um, yeah, country, quote unquote, 
but yeah dude right. just it's like these these um people what do they do i'm just gonna pull it up real quick sure. <laughs> let me see let me see some pictures of this yeah dude so they like split off and made their own country man um <laughs> we'll see how we'll see how this goes man indeed look at this chaz Capitol Hill autonomous zone. Ooh, this is Seattle. Dreams. This is pretty massive. Oh yeah. Look at this. <laughs> Welcome uh, to Chaz. Like Burning Man. Mm-hmm. Anarchists take over. <laughs> well, I feel like you couldn't do like this if you had a job. You know what I mean? <laughs> if you had bills to pay. I mean, speaking of like, I mean, I don't know. Like, I feel like strange to say like privilege, right? But like a lot of people need to pay their bills sure. and like don't have the time to like take like whatever one month. I don't want to. I don't want to say like vacation, right? But it is like they're like blocking off from everyone. And um, I really don't know much about this. I've just I've just heard about it. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I don't know. Is it yeah. like a real? Are they trying to like establish autonomy? Are they trying to establish autonomy? Let's see it here. All right. Let's, let's, uh, all right. Are they trying to divorce uh, themselves from United States jurisdiction? All right. We're proving the world can change. Let's look at the news here. Maybe. Ah, well, it's called Capitol, Capitol, Capitol Hill, Hill Autonomous Zone. Declared. Yeah, let's see it here. Well, it's an intentional Inten- community. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't say like how permanent they're trying to get for. They're trying to get themselves free from the city and the municipality that they're a part of, but. Maybe not mm-hmm. from the USA mm-hmm. in total. The goal of creating a neighborhood without police. I see. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this, this is what I'm worried about. I'm worried about the mixture about all these things, right? Yeah, because you do have like anarchists, right? Who right. are like part of this. And you have people like Black Lives Matter who really just like, who really don't think like we need to separate or like, we need to get rid of the cops entirely, right? They just like we just want some like kind of reformation. Depends on the actions. Depends on. I don't think there's a unified mm-hmm. platform for Black mm-hmm. Lives Matter on what the action should be mm-hmm. going forward. I don't. I don't think that uh, it's it's a hierarchical organization uh, like the NAACP or the Southern Poverty Law Center or like a group that has like a mission statement. It seems like you know, goals are, you know, black liberation and justice, mm-hmm. first and foremost, mm-hmm. for black Americans. But how we achieve that goal, I think, yeah. is, is a matter of interpretation. Even among Black Lives Matter supporters mm-hmm. and members, it's, it's like, what are yes. we going to do? And I think, mm-hmm. yeah, I feel like I think the worst answer to the worst answer to give is to say, let's just go on as normal. Let's continue no, with fair. the out of electoral politics and let's mm-hmm. just vote every two years and see what happens it's like no we need to have direct action but we need to discuss what the steps of direct action need to be and debate it you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah so that's of- why i'm interested i'm not saying that my idea is the best idea and i'm not no. saying that it's it's the end all be all i'm saying it's an idea mm-hmm. And just debating that idea would uh, give rise to alternative solutions. Mm-hmm. I'm saying we need to really think outside the box. 
So that's yeah. why I introduced things like, you know, potentially mm -hmm. dissolving the government sure. as sure. it as it stands. I'm not saying, you know, fucking all out war, let's fucking kill each other mm -hmm. on the street. I'm saying, well, you know, maybe There's an amicable way about amicable way about it. We, you know, yeah, exactly. If we, we could sit down with conservative politicians and conservative activists with le uh, far left activists and mm -hmm. uh politicians on the left and say hey guess what we have divergent goals for this country we want the green new deal we want to decrease mass or eliminate mass incarceration mm -hmm. uh we want people to basically embody and practice their human and civil rights what are we going to do to achieve this maybe your idea of human and civil rights are different so yeah you know, yes. one of us should pack things. Every time that happens, though, I'm thinking of like Sudan or like Korea, mm -hmm. when a country splits into two, it's never pretty, right? Or Congo, right? There is, there is, there is an instance that uh, I found with Czechoslovakia. Oh, yeah? During the 90s, yeah. Post uh, USSR, USSR. Able to split up amicably uh -huh. and peacefully. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. They had negotiations. They had uh, intra-group associate, uh, associations that were able to come together and cooperate and have discussions and say, hey, you know, it's in our best interest. It's not, we don't, it doesn't have to be from a point of hatred. It doesn't have to be because we hate mm -hmm. conservatives. It can be because we recognize the fundamental in, uh, incompatibility. It's like two people who are in a bad marriage. It's like, why do we have to have such an acrimonious divorce if we understand that not, neither of us are happy? Yes, I know. You, you know, I know you, we're living mm -hmm. in the same house, and the house is is, is in constant conflict. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I get I, I get what you're trying to say, but I also feel like even within like each faction, like the Liberal Party and the Conservative Party, right? There are mm -hmm. a lot of people. There are a lot of in arguments. I don't know if you heard like what happened with like J.K. Rowling recently, That's where true, she got yeah. canceled, right? Because she's like a very strong feminist liberal, right? That's been. She's also been yeah. She's also British, and she's also you know got her own. I don't think that she'd be a part of any legitimate left-wing. Sure. Okay. But if you I split, mean, yeah, if you split the country. If you split she's the like country, a billionaire. She is a billionaire. <laughs> yeah. Is, that is, well, well, I think it's in her best interest for, for radical change to occur. Mm -hmm. I think she's benefited plenty from the institutions in place. That's true. No, that's true. But where, like, where, does, where does someone like her fit in, in like when you split the country? You know what I mean? It's like when a lot of people aren't that, um, aren't, aren't that, that radicalized, radicalized, no. right? A lot of people are just normal. I mean, people just want to do their jobs and live their lives and take care of their families sure. and you know, try. Right. To, but that's what I, but yeah. I'm saying for you to be able to do something like that, as simple as take care of your family and as simple as buy a house, graduate without a life ending amount of debt perhaps yes. we need to have some radical change mm -hmm. because i mean mm -hmm. even the basics of uh what we consider to be a normal american life has become nearly unachievable yeah no definitely yeah they're like buy a house but then you're like wait if i graduate college with all this debt when am i gonna right. buy a house right I was like exactly like, you know what i mean yeah mm -hmm. no i agree so yeah i mean if you're an average american i mean just look up the facts, you'll be radicalized. The thing is that the news media doesn't want people to be radicalized because the people who are in charge of news media are, you mm -hmm. know, multimedia conglomerates. They are, they're millionaires. 
even the people who are presenters themselves. Don Lemon's a millionaire. Mm -hmm. Anderson Cooper's a millionaire. Yes. Mm -hmm. Tucker Carlson's a millionaire. I mean, mm -hmm. these people don't want systemic change. Mm -hmm. These people want to make money. Keep the status That's it. quo. Yeah, I mean, yeah, make money. That's true. No, no, definitely. Yeah. Um, well, things worked out for them, right? So they're, they, I think they kind of think that everyone else can like maybe do it the way they did it. It's the, um, you know what I mean? I think they have an inherent faith mm -hmm. in the efficability of the United States government and of the economic system that we live under, even though it is like you are the beneficiaries of what is essentially a funnel that's taking all the money that circulated in the economy, how much of it is going toward, how much is of it is going to the majority of working people versus how many, of it, how much of it is going to, you know, 10% mm -hmm. of Americans, 5% of Americans. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, in the, in the 1950s, uh, and sixties, we had a massive movement of organized labor. Well, that existed even predating the 1950s and sixties, but this was the peak of, of most American workers were in a union. Mm -hmm. Whereas nowadays they're not, you know, mm -hmm. it's, it's, uh, no healthcare. Look it up. Yeah. But like I no mean, healthcare, a lot of, yeah. A lot of people are like under, underemployed, like they're either part-time employed or contract gigs. Right. And they don't have like insurance or any like kind of um, union and it works well for these corporations because they really don't have to pay you that much. You know what I mean? Cause like benefits are expensive. Right. If you work a job and they don't give you insurance, uh, that's a, cause you work like part-time or whatever. Um, that's, that's good for them. That's why they try to keep you that way. A lot of the time. So 50 years ago, mm -hmm. a third of us workers belong to a union and now it's uh less than one in ten okay so we have we've had a severe decrease that is very severe actually that is huge severe right that's interesting yeah. you say yeah. that it's been mm -hmm. cut more than half mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so we, ha we have mm -hmm. uh basically the ability for people who are working working class jobs their ability to negotiate uh, with the upper echelon of whatever company they're working for is just severely diminished. Because mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, there are so few worker protections, really, yeah. anymore. And then they just send you on unemployment. If you like, don't have a job, yeah, good luck. Uh, and then, yeah, there you mm -hmm. go. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> these are the questions. What's going to change? What's going to change? I'm a big change. supporter of the Green New Deal. I'm a huge supporter of the Green New Deal. I think mm -hmm. it's a great idea. Yes, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, not only for addressing uh, the economic inequality and in, uh, injustice that's taking place, but also addressing the environmental stressors. What's the, yeah, so what's the Green are, New Deal? So what is the Green New Deal? Yeah. Green New Deal. Well, it's not, it's not been codified, but the general idea is to have a massive government program to employ people mm -hmm. in environmentally sustainable ways to transfer from our alliance on fossil fuels mm -hmm. to try and, you know, <laughs> in the same way when, when FDR yeah. did the original new deal, mm -hmm. we had a massive government program in the great depression to put people to work in public works programs. Mm -hmm. So people would work on farms, people would work on dams, people would work uh, in cities, um, basically just, helping their communities um, 
basically having collectivized worker movements that are conducive toward government. larger goals in society. Yeah, they're not just working just to work. Mm-hmm. They're working to repair society. Yes, no, that's great. So, you know, oh, definitely. Make- yeah, I feel like a lot of people just work to work. I not think we found that out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is like... This so, you know, people could work on wind farms. We could have giant worker groups go to wind farms and we have people who strategize how to build these play, how to build these things, how to uh, divide labor and it's going to look, we could start to have conversations like that when we have funding from the government mm-hmm. to do these things. But the government won't fund it dude, so because you have, you have that or you have community, community outreach, you know, how many people, how many communities are underfunded? How many communities are underserved, mm-hmm. rather, mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of medical resources and psychological resources? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, 100%. 100%. Yeah, the government yeah. should be employing these people. I mean, uh, because obviously the private sector can't solve the problem. The idea that if market is able to uh, swoop in and save the American people has been proven demonstrably false. Yeah, we've seen that. I mean, it's been like so long and then no one's been able, you know what I mean? The government hasn't done anything like that, especially like in terms of the environment. And they could, they very much could is the idea. Is you just need a president or, you know, that's what it takes, right? <laughs> like if Bernie got voted in, but they won't let him right. go in because of that's like goes against all the lobbyists no. who love oil and like you're going to exactly. have to go against them yep. and go on a Green New Deal. Yeah. Right, mm-hmm. right. Exactly. Well, yeah. So, it's mm-hmm. become, we become a uh, corporate oligarchy. Mm-hmm. And that's fact, you can actually look that out. Traced government influence, policy, uh, origins. I mean, laws are being basically written and passed and solved. All right. True. Alec. And they're very successful. They're very successful. Alec, I will say, dude, we, we are um, done uh, with time here. We went, we did, we talked a lot. We talked, this is our longest one so far. You are kind of lagging though. Shit. You are kind of lagging though. Oh, that's good. Not much better now. All right, cool. Okay. Yeah. Is there anything? I didn't uh, we were out of time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but there's more. You can, yeah, if there's anything. Again. No, dude, that's definitely, I mean, we'll definitely do it again sometime. Uh, is there anything yeah. you want to say that's a little sure. inspiring since we had like a little um, darker of a conversation? Inspiring? <laughs> I don't know if inspiring. I just have a question of what is next. Mm-hmm. And again, you don't have to agree with me, but to have no idea whatsoever to be thinking on such a small scale of uh, working only through electoral politics or only through uh, these demonstrations that are occurring. I mean, what else are we going to do? Mm -hmm. What else? It's time to start talking. What else? And uh, that's Alec Gavarder on the A Squared Show, episode number uh, 23. Thanks for coming on, Alec. Um, Thanks good, for having me, Alec. Man. It was good, Appreciate man. It was good, it. as always, dude. And yeah, this music video will come out when this video comes out. And yeah, um, <laughs> and yeah we'll, um, I'll, uh, we'll talk soon, Alec. We'll talk soon. All right, man. All right, dude. All right, dude. Peace. All right. Peace. See you later.